Good morning, good morning. This is Rise and Talk Radio, nominated best podcast in the city of Dallas, where we sit and talk about design, art, music, and culture. I'm your host, Marty Olivo, growth and conversations designed with you in mind, the number one podcast, man, Rise and Talk Radio. Hey, what is up, everyone? This is the third episode of the year, and I have a very special guest with me in the studio today i was just with him in st louis if you guys saw any of my social media content it's been st lou lou for like the past fucking week which has been great um very nelly out, man i didn't know people actually fuck with nelly in st louis that's crazy oh yeah they play his stuff in hooters all the time yeah yeah they they uh <laughs> what was it called in the wheelhouse the, uh, please not not the wheelhouse what oh, was that no. thing where were we at where they was playing it what was it called Oh, um, like the term the slice, that we were using the for the slice pint. Yeah, slice of pint yeah. place right next to the fashion <laughs> yeah. fund building. Yeah, 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 that was crazy. That was funny. They really play his. The, they really play his stuff. Wasn't it called the na na na? God, what the uh, fuck does he I say that we were just picking at? It was I fun. I can't remember. You know, he got all that e i. Yeah, yeah. All that e i up in there. We were very e i e i up in there. E i out today. I know that much. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Had a lot of fun in St. Louis. It was cool. Got to take like a lot of dope ass pictures. I know. I saw the video. That was, was fun. That was, that was cute. That was a little cute that video. Was popping. Yeah, yeah, it was alright. I know. I know you got a lot of like a lot footage. I got a lot more general, of that. Yeah. yeah, that was just like a quick like yeah. minute forty drop and just put it on social just as like a very slight. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know where that video is gonna live, but I'm gonna put it out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you don't know by now, I'm talking about Charles Smith II hey, in hey, Dallas for like three days. Hey. By the time you hear this, he'll probably be back in St. Louis. Yeah, I leave tomorrow morning. You leave tomorrow morning? Mm-hmm. First flight out, I'm pretty sure. Well, for once, not this time. Oh, actually. thank God. 10, 10 a.m. It's still time. technically the first flight out. Yeah. Um, how's it going, man? It's good. Yeah, everything, it's crazy. Yeah, everything. Are you are you in Dallas for for mostly work or is it just kind of? Yeah, like, I just that's why I was here for three days just for the Sedona okay. festival. Okay. Um, coming like up. meetings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I had to measure up the dancers for mm-hmm. the the outfits that I'm making for them for the um, the art performance that yeah. we're doing May 24th at the Sedona festival, which will be outside the Myerson Symphony Center. That's pretty dope. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be really fun. How is uh St. Louis treating you? Obviously, we talked about it off <laughs> off air. There's been kind of like this back and forth challenge of acceptance and the conversation of yeah. you know yeah. a black man in St. Louis, which yeah. Yeah. we've had some conversations about that. Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, I mean the St. Louis Fashion Incubator. You know the program, it's amazing, the bro. board, and everybody and the designers. They're, they're so nice and yeah, everybody. Such a beautiful been place. Very welcoming. Yeah, you know, in that regard, which you know I haven't nothing but great things they all seem like great people yeah and even like our mentors and everything have been very like amazing and helpful even you know though we've only been there for a month but you know as far as the the program is it's amazing absolutely the city that's another thing it's challenging right like we (laughs) we talked about it a little bit um because it's hard you know there's still a lot of i wouldn't say (laughs) obvious segregation but there's still this huge divide between people's openness right yeah. to just different races oh yeah it definitely is yeah um 
Yeah, the, yeah, because I was I was with you. <laughs> yeah, and you, you you saw it. You felt firsthand, it. Yeah, firsthand. so you know you, and, you can um, definitely speak from there. Apart from that, like I was there the day, right? And I was mm-hmm. there when this when just these activities were happening, the good and kind of the stuff that bothered us. Mm-hmm. But I also saw your Facebook post, and that was a lot more you know direct and brutally honest, which yeah. is never a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but it was that experience of like, yeah, this isn't home, right? Like even here we experience that to a level, Yeah. but in St. Louis, it's a lot like, yeah, they're treating me like this and they have no idea who I am. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was just that constant, you know, like letting you know, like we're dismissing your black ass. Mm -hmm. Like it was like that mannerism and gesture of just dismissive treatment, Yeah. you know, which is, you know, obviously very rude and offensive, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, in a way, just because it's like, you know, obviously, yeah, we've come far, but at the same time, I mean, when you think about, you know, slavery and, you know, African-American injustice, it's like we're not too far off from when it used to be just terrible where there was whites only, blacks only. It's like we're not that far off from that, let alone being in a state where it was the last state to abolish slavery. I mean, it's just like... Mm. We're definitely being there. It's like you're definitely just like really in close proximity of. Well, I mean, you you kind of um, I think you were FaceTiming your mom whenever I was there. But Mm -hmm. it was that conversation like you slightly experienced that just visiting and checking Mm -hmm. out the space. Right. Yeah. Not even checking out the space. Just just being stepping foot like just on just the ground. It's like me the way I can feel things and just the energy it just kind of like I step foot on like it's like you know like totems like totems have like energies in them you know it's like Mm -hmm. that's why certain people who are like spiritual that do crystals and all this stuff they don't like other people touching them you know so for me it's more a lot more broader than that it's like I can literally like feel it once I like step like just on like the ground Mm -hmm. of something it's just like I I felt it immediately I mean and we were just going to like eat breakfast and just let alone like the energy of just the hotel we were you know staying in and even just the obvious visual kind of like structure in the way everything was going with like you know, it's like everyone that was doing like laborist work were all black, and then people that had more higher up positions mm-hmm. were white. It was just like it was just like you could just like see that. It's like you could see who was like the help, and then you can see who was like the owners or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's just very in your face. It's it's yeah. quite you know aggressive. How how refreshing is it, or how has it opened your eyes just being back home for three days? You know, because you left what was it January second? Uh, January. 6th. Kind of, first week, yeah, right? Yeah, like first, first, week, first week of January. So just sure. spending a couple of weeks in St. Louis and then mm-hmm. coming back home, like, has it been refreshing? Has it been, like, because you've, you've done, like, a yeah. few things, like, you've gone out and, like, seen mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that, like. Yeah, it's definitely. You could tell the difference, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel, I do feel like since even being home, I still, it's like you still feel that on you mm-hmm. for some reason. And it's like, I don't know why, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I feel like it's something that's really. It takes a toll on you just because sure. it's like you have to think about it and you have to even just, it's just, it just puts it even. It's like, it's one thing to already kind of know that like, that's the reality that, you know, I live in and I have to, to deal with that. But it was just like that moment and just that city, it just like, it just really will not let you like forget mm. that your ass is black, <laughs> mm. you know? And then it's like, it's just a constant, just a constant reminder. And it's, mm. it's like, okay. Because you, you kind of express like, okay, there's a few things that I have to go through just because I'm black and mm-hmm. a designer. There's already hurdles that I have to jump through mm-hmm. and obstacles that I have to face on a daily basis. But 
when it's that blatant, right? Like when it's that obvious, it becomes, it's it's tedious. Like you shouldn't have to go yeah, through that because it shouldn't be a thing. Like yeah. it shouldn't be a thing that mm-hmm. I that exists. First of all, let yeah. alone like me having to deal with that constantly at every phase or different points of my career and my life in mm-hmm. general. You know, just being like again, like I said, being you know African American designer doing high end luxury. It's like one thing I just have to deal with anyway of just kind of like people seeing that okay I'm an African American culture does he understand like you know luxury yeah. and that's just in a more of like the more intellect let alone like the culture of like luxury higher end fashion and then you know having to deal with all of those kind of like instant like stereotypes and then having to deal with a racist person mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's just yeah. like you know it's like I'm already trying to convince the industry that I get it let alone mm-hmm. try to like change the perspective of someone who is conditioned to hate black people okay. <laughs> you know having yeah. to change that perspective and it's not like i'm i haven't done it yeah i've done it here in dallas that's how i was able to kind of like kind of break through in that way but st louis it's a different it's just different it's just way more it's just way more intense mm-hmm. you know and then on top of that just the my own personal it's just like okay it's like this feeling of day one all over again having mm-hmm. to read do all of like that groundwork just to get people to see and respect me outside of just looking at my my skin color you sure. know so and getting them to understand like what i'm about what i represent what my brand represents you know and how my clothes make someone feel you know and like mm-hmm. what i'm doing in my vision it's like that's what we should be paying attention to not like oh he's black i'm not supporting an mm-hmm. african-american person what do you think <laughs> is the percentage of people who are i guess buyers in fashion like what do you think is that percentage of people who still think that way or not still think that way yeah. but the amount of experience that you've sort of entailed so far i mean it's kind of hard just because i mean especially when you think like on an international kind of basis sure. i'm like i can't say like oh it's just in america i mean yes in america it's probably more intense in america mm-hmm. but you know overseas it's still very up there too like i mean mm-hmm. you can go to Vienna and Austria, it's just like especially there, it's a little intense there too, a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. So it's just like, I mean, it's yeah, it's just, it mainly. I think when you you probably feel it more when you do get oh, it with, with high end luxury fashion, you feel mm-hmm. it more when you get a little bit more higher up, just because I mean the higher up those are older people, sure. so it's like just that mentality existed in a time they lived, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So it's like it's just there, yeah. you know. Let alone like if they've been in a bubble of wealth their entire life they're not that many african-american wealthy people there's Mm -hmm. one thing to say like you're rich that's different right wealth is like your money is just making you money when you sleep and it's like you just it's like that's a whole nother thing of course course. yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) so you know people that have lived in that wealth bubble it's like they've never been around black people they didn't have to be around black people they just they lived in their own world (laughs) you know so it's like so so for so for me to like be a black person like in their world like in places where like they say i'm not supposed to be Mm. it's like they they don't know how to function like they it's almost Mm. like (laughs) it's almost like someone like they get fried like their brain fries or yeah. something like you know yeah. it's, it's interesting to watch their like reaction those times where i've kind of have s- stepped into their world or whatever or been sure. in yeah. an environment where you know yeah there are not as many people like me in this environment mm-hmm. you know so to to see their reactions like their initial 
first reactions upon like me just walking up to them is yeah. you know it's interesting to see that yeah <laughs> like it just lets you know like oh damn <laughs> let's let's get positive for a second yeah man. Let's, yeah let's try that yeah, let's of do course. that of course what, are, <laughs> about positivity. what is what has been some of the the positive things about you know in st louis since you moved like what do you i mean understanding that you know the whole manufacturing and how a lot of things were really originated even just in St. Louis. And mm. Has a lot of history. Has a lot of history. Especially yeah, when we're talking yeah. about fashion. There's a lot right? of different jewels sure. and treasures kind of throughout St. Louis once you start to kind of peel back everything and really mm -hmm. kind of get in it and get in there yeah. and, you know, ask questions. And, you know, especially luckily you people that are on our board and the donors and everything like that, you know, mm -hmm. they're all a part of the St. Louis history just in general, you know, mm -hmm. so we we do have that like direct access, you know, to understanding more of the, you know, the history, especially when it comes to like the manufacturing and everything. I mean, even one of the guys that's like working, he's like work, like he's a part of working on like the build out. I mean, just like little things like, you know, he came into my office just, you know, talking to me about um, how he has this machine that creates basically like uh, like draw, drawstrings and shoelaces, like That's you know, like like what's crazy. on your hoodie. Yeah, and he showed me the machine, and it's such a complicated machine. I've never seen it ever <laughs> in my life. It's like you know, it's like you don't think about like how that's made. Of course like, not. You know, you don't think about little stuff of like that. Not. Like what you're playing with right now, you don't yeah. think about how that's made. <laughs> like you know, it's just like little yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And then saying he has like the machine that like can that basically Thread them together. threads them yeah. together like that. I'm like, and he showed me like a video of his, uh, of the machine doing it, and I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, it's just like that's insane. It, it, like, and that's it, stuff that it, I don't even and it, think and about. It, and it made me think. I'm just like, there's so many things we don't know. Imagine if we knew, yeah. Like if we just know that it exists, and then yeah. we know that, like, it, it, it's like you don't think of things because you don't, you just don't know. Right. Like, and you're it, not even. Yeah, you're yeah. not exposed to it. <laughs> you're not exposed to it, sure. so you don't know. But once you know, I mean, literally, once I saw that, I swear it's like ding 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 ding. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it was like a whole bunch of ideas start hitting my head just because yeah. it's just like understand it's like you know as a i think that's even what i've always battled with just like creatively it's like i me understanding that there's so much that i do not know right when it even comes to fashion design because it's like i don't know i've never been to like uh i've been to atelier houses that's different but to go to like mm -hmm. a manufacturing like all the back end company, yeah, yeah like that's a whole that's still separate that's still another another thing and it's like you know doing the atelier then you know hand you know, hand embroideries and like all that stuff, like it's really cool. But I mean, ready to wear, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a real, that's a money making, you know, situation as far as like as a designer goes. It's just, that's something you don't physically have to do. And especially me having two different lines where, you know, if I could handle, hand this off to like the manufacturing, mm -hmm. it'll just make, you know, it'll my make process, the process a lot faster. A lot faster. It's a lot yeah. more seamless. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it makes it even just, you know, the, you know, just even the quality better. Just, you know, because, sure. you know, obviously I can sew really good, but I mean, those are machines. They're yeah. way better than me. <laughs> like, let's just be real. Like, they're way better than me. You know, so if I could just know, like, that these things exist, and I feel like, you know, that's what I wanted. Like, I'm like, where, where is that? Like, can we, <laughs> a part of the program, can we go to, like, a manufacturer? Like, I need to see these machines that, like, yeah. 
the they just that that we think don't exist but they do exist and, sure. and it's like all the things we question like how is that like it's like how does fabric become fabric it's just yeah. like how how does like where yeah. where's the origin of that like you know it's just like just that like stuff like that it's just like you don't know it's like you don't know what to want until you know yeah. <laughs> that it exists <laughs> you mm-hmm. know it's interesting what has been some of the uh Bro, you've been doing fashion for a while. Well, yeah, I've been in for since I was while. 14. Yeah. I mean, what did it start with? Like modeling or was it just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely started with uh, me doing modeling. I did runway and mm-hmm. um, like editorial prints sure. uh, over in Milan. I did mainly a lot of things in Europe. I didn't really do that much in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just started there. So, I mean, that's where kind of my back end knowledge and understanding of high-end luxury fashion just because i lived in it i was conditioned in it it was a world that i just existed in so naturally once you know at the time not knowing i would ever do design but you know i think it was good that i like paid attention you know behind the scenes and i was a people watcher (laughs) you know and i just i'm a sponge i like to soak up all these interesting things especially when it came to like art and design and expression and just watching just everything around me it was just in any of these characters within the world is very interesting too mm-hmm. you know so it was just and then what it did for me most of all you know because it did make me a bit it, it made me more confident in myself and you know what i was capable of and um it was more it was a character building type of thing because it's like you know when I first started modeling I didn't know why they wanted me to model I didn't think I was like I'm like I'm ugly as fuck like I don't yeah. know like you know you just don't have that much my self esteem was a little low when mm-hmm. you say it like that you know so it's like but once you start to do these jobs and you know you see how they they see something in you that you don't see in yourself yet mm-hmm. and I think that's what I've always liked about high fashion is that high fashion isn't it's not pretty it's just it's it's expressive in what we what it does for people more to the soul and more you know to the feel of things more than mm-hmm. it is like a commercial JC Penny sure. billboard situation. Yeah, it's very, like it's not it's not that you know of it's it's very different. Even like the models like when you see the models take their makeup off, they don't look like how they really look. Sometimes I mean right. don't get me wrong, some of them like naturally just look pretty or whatever. Their their features are kind of alienist like, and in commercial that's that doesn't work. But in this yeah, yeah, there's, like, there's it's a whole beautiful. To it, of course. Yeah, like it's a it's it's beautiful and not to embrace, you know, and to embrace what you have about yourself, you know, I thought that was always like awesome to me as far as like high fashion and how they like embrace that 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 beautiful mistake. Sure. <laughs> you yeah, know, so absolutely. so yeah. What has been um like your learning curve? What do you think has sort of like separated you from everyone else cuz at the time um, whenever me and you started working a few years ago, it was like what two, mm-hmm. probably like two years maybe. Yeah. Um, there was there was a lot more designers, right? There was a lot more indie designers, female and male. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think sort of separated you to where you kept that spotlight in a way? Well, I know for me, you know, being just in, I mean, in Dallas, you know, just locally. Because there's out. some designers that fucking check out at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that, but yeah. like, your shit is never stopping. No, ever. no, no. It's like I'm kind of I'm always going, but yeah. you know. I think that's why I continue to probably just work alone at the moment because it's just mm-hmm. like, I mean, to find to find people, uh, you have to find people that don't look at it as a job. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to find people who just enjoy being in the process, even if you're not like physically doing anything, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of 
like it's it's like mind traveling the process a little bit like you know you're kind of just like searching and not even sometimes searching but just listening and just feeling like this kind of unseen wave of the world Mm -hmm. you know it's like as creatives there's like this wave that like not everyone can feel or see or understand how to interpret or even understand that you can hear it it's just like you ha- sometimes you need you have to sit still and just mm-hmm. just just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. like some people don't think that's a thing, but it's it is. It's like it's kind of how like you start to understand like okay, what because you have to listen, even be able to listen to your own thoughts. Sometimes it's just like you know, with me with the collections, it's like okay, what am I like asking yourself questions? Like what am I trying to say with this collection? And then what is it going to do? Like how is it going to add? value to people's lives once mm-hmm. I like show this or get done with it it's just like it needs to do something it doesn't it can't just be just like just like oh you because you know you're supposed to do another collection that you're just making shit like mm-hmm. you know I don't I can never like design with that in mind yeah there's always a concept or there's always like a feeling behind yeah. there needs to be know? like a story a message there needs sure. to be something that like even just current even just to the times I mean yeah I mean obviously we can play off past things or whatever but you know Mm. if we can relate to right what's happening now Mm. you know at the same time i think it resonates more with with people it lives they can live with have you ever thought about and i'm I'm more curious in this than than probably anyone else because i see some of the back end stuff what do you think your demographic is because you jump a lot from Mm -hmm. age groups to demos to i mean what do you in your eyes in your perspective yeah i mean that's and and that was a reason for me separating my lines the way i did just because you know smith the second that's true yeah smith the second is you know where i started obviously that's the more higher end luxury side Mm -hmm. and then i have s2 by smith the second you know which is the more diffusion line which is more specifically catered to a younger demographic for mm-hmm. sure. And it's it's different in price for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's different so everyone can get something. Sure. You know, so because it's like even though I have, you know, Smith the Second, which is the higher end side for the more mature client, the more the person that, you know, goes to like philanthropy events or it's yeah. like, you know, a blogger for Vogue or some shit, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like it is that more kind of of that lifestyle high society type right. of, of the world or whatever but it's still interesting because it's like you'll have like these you know my old my older clients they'll look at the s2 box in a second and then they want something so it's mm-hmm. all gauged on personality sure at the end of the day you know it's just like if you can because it, it, it like you wear something according to how you feel you know or your mood or you know whatever the case may be and then you acquire something you know, there's a reason why, like, you you bought, like, those shoes or yeah. you these bought. These are nice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's only technically my first day wearing these. these yeah. nice. So yeah, it's I like. smuggled these in from St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. So it's like there's a reason why you, you buy something, you right. know. It's not just, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, we buy it for, like, oh, they look awesome. They look great. But it's like, right. you know, you, you start to look, analyze your, like, lifestyle. Like, what sure. are you doing on a daily? Like, yeah. what outfits do I have? Right. Like, where could I wear? You start to just think about all those things when you're buying something. Yeah. You never just buy something just yeah, because. Yeah, I probably, like, I probably have to stop hanging out with Smith because he's, <laughs> he's, he's making me feel guilty. And I'm out here buying shit that makes me feel nice. I need to stop. I'm a designer. I need to be as bummy as possible. <laughs> But that's the thing, you know, it's like, and, and, and it's supposed to make you, like, feel good or feel sure. bad. It's supposed to add a positive thing yeah. to you somehow, you know, and that's that's what I love that, you know, 
you know, fashion can can do that with the right reasons and the right intentions, mm-hmm. you know, behind it. I mean, yeah, some people do buy for a more superficial reason because they want right. to be a part of a certain world or people that do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like that is a more superficial reason. It's not a bad reason. It's just right. it's a superficial reason, you know, mm-hmm. so... All right, let's let's just kind of let's go off script a little bit. As mm. far as how long are you in St. Louis for? Oh, uh, it's a two-year residency. Okay. So. And we're kind of having some bumps in the road so far. I mean, little bumps. What's, what's life without those bumps? <laughs> what is life without those bumps? You need those bumps, you know. So I mean, the the program it's it's basically to help you on on some of the stuff that you know designers normally don't have access to. Right? Well, yeah, it's it's um okay, so it definitely is um like a business mentor type of situation yeah just because i mean as creatives we know how to create we went to school for fashion design we Mm -hmm. didn't go to you know fashion business we didn't go to like that side of the school unless you want to pay another fifty (laughs) thousand you know so it's just like and then on top of that it was like you know fashion designers are not supposed to be handling the business just anyway you know because like all of your energy already has to go into the complete vision Mm -hmm. of like your brand, your collection, what you represent, you know, what this does for people, you know, sure. do you represent the people or do you just represent yourself or is it just artistic? But it's just like, you know, we have to think about like all of that kind of all of the time and then do that every season, you mm-hmm. know, and read almost redefine things or reinterpret something like every season and push the boundaries and push yeah. forward and kind of like not let the world gets stale, you yeah. know, in, in some degree, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, that's our part. So the, this, that's why I like this program because it'll, they'll, they're helping us get like, you know, mentors and people that work within the industry that literally do this for a living at yeah. the levels we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And they're connecting the dots. Exactly. Basically. Connecting the dots and, you know, putting us in a position where, if we need to ask questions about something we don't know when it comes to that, like we have like a direct line like sure. to that to the to these people. Yeah. You know, so and I think that's that's that for me, that's what I wanted was just the business side of things and like obviously like, you know, manufacturing, like how do I get that going or where mm-hmm. do you find that? You know, it's just like all of these all of these because there's so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. There's so many moving parts, more moving parts than, than, than I'm even doing. I mean, I'm doing a lot of moving parts just by myself. Sure. You know, but it's like, in order to get to that next level, like Alexander Wang level type stuff, it's just like, you have to, you have to understand all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you'll never understand if you don't, I mean, if you, you need somebody who does this already, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't, I don't, like I said, it's nothing unless they're – it's like you never – it's like some people learn better in life. Some people learn better in school. Me, I learned better in life personally. Same, same here. You know, I wasn't like – you know, school, I could do it, but I was moving faster than my program. And I'm just like uh, – yeah. like the way – everything moves fast. Like, you know, and I was just like I'm ready to like get going or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So – and I'm glad I, I, I did – for me, I'm glad I dropped out of school, <laughs> you know, it's just because like, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people probably wouldn't say that. But it's yeah. just like me. I'm glad I did yeah. because I don't think I think if I would have had to like basically wait on my <laughs> program, yeah. like what, what you know, I think you... I probably would have yeah. missed a lot of like opportunities. Yeah, because you, you left know? school. What, it was like two years before or something like that. I was only in school for like a year and a half. Like okay. you know, and it's a two, I mean it was a two year program, but I mean I still probably had even just more. It's a two year program mm-hmm. if you do it 
the exact way that they kind of do yeah. it, but obviously it can last a little longer than sure. that. Yeah, you depending know, on how fast, yeah, you, fast go and, you go yeah. and if you taking breaks and shit, right, like, right. you know, it does. But, you know, but for me, it was just, I was just moving too fast and I feel like I was waiting. Mm. I, feel like I just feel like I kept waiting. I'm like, okay, when are we like, when, when's construction three coming? Like, when's <laughs> construction three coming? So I'm just like, you know, sitting there waiting while every, I'm already done with all my stuff and uh, mm. on top of that, they, they literally called me like an overachiever. Like, you know, I'm not saying like, I probably didn't need the rest of these courses. I'm pretty sure I probably did. Most likely, I know I probably did. But mm-hmm. it was just, I was just ready to go. Like, yeah. you know, I was ready to just get going. And I knew with me coming from a high fashion background and having the context that I had that I could ask questions and I could go into places that even if I got done with school and I, if like, had I not already been in high fashion, like, I wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't even be this far, honestly, because I wouldn't yeah. have known like what to do like i wouldn't have i wouldn't have known the process already sure i knew the process already that's why when i started designing i knew that off the rip that i wasn't going to be making money off the rip like you know i knew i had to like people need to know who i was yeah it's a long road yeah yeah. it's like there's a legit like process and alignment that you have to follow like in order to actually you know be successful and even people that do have like the money to just throw at at their situation that doesn't mean they always succeed either. That just means they have the money to like do stuff, but are people actually going to buy it? Like, are they going to like their stuff? Like, you know, it's like, it's more than just having money. It's more than just that surface part of it. Like you really need to have, like it's, it's, you need to have a vision. You need to stand for something. Like Mm -hmm. your brand needs to represent something in someone or a certain lifestyle. It has to, it has to have some kind of meaning behind it. It can't just, it can't just be clothes on a hanger, right. <laughs> you know, it can't just be like a lack of vision, you mm-hmm. know, when you, especially when you're doing like, you know, high fashion, like it just, it has to, it has to mean something. There has mm-hmm. to be something there. So like you've, um, well, last year was a pretty interesting year. You actually started, um, what was it whenever you were doing scholarships that was started last year, right? Uh, it started with my first, when I did, when I, when I created the S2 Bosman the second. So okay. that's when that one, that's when it first started. Because I just, because me visiting when I was looking for like locations to do the show, mm-hmm. you know, and I was thinking about doing it at my high school, you right. know, at my high school in the in the gym part. I think we visited that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. So you know, and I was thinking about doing it there, and then you know, when I kind of went back, you know, when I talked to you know the coaches and everything like that, and just to kind of see and understand like, you know, what I went through when I was in high school of just kind of the lack, the lack of resources or. Mm you know, the lack of help just in your per- in their personal lives, too, as well, was, like, a thing that's still happening. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I left I left that place in 07, you mm-hmm. know, so for, it's 2017 right now, like, yeah. you know, so for things like that to still be a thing and a problem and just a lack of resources, a lack of yeah. knowledge, you know, it's just, like, just to have even just things that we have in Dallas and these kids don't even know that like less than a mile away there's so many other yeah. things that can stimulate their minds you mm-hmm. know so i wanted to be that you know person that could bring these worlds together or bring sure. that knowledge to them yeah you know and just informing them and letting them know that you know i understand yes i mean being a doctor attorney all that stuff but i'm a creative so we're talking about creative <laughs> stuff you know so i'm yeah. like you know because that wasn't a conversation when i was at lincoln like that was not yeah. a conversation at all like me talking about fashion was never a conversation <laughs> like you know especially at the time because i wasn't again i wasn't that secure with 
myself, you mm-hmm. know, to like say stuff like that because I think like somebody might beat me up or think I was gay or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. Because that so, was that time. That, that was wasn't a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't a time. You know, I mean, being a child in the hood, you know, being a yeah. model, you know, it's just like that's yeah. not a that wasn't a conversation. Even being an artist. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just mm-hmm. you know those the people they would consider like nerds because it wasn't like the sure. cool thing. I mean, yeah, I played basketball, so of course you know. I was, was considered the athlete or whatever, <laughs> yeah. so I was cool for that, mm-hmm. you know, but no one knew I modeled at all. Mm-hmm. Like, no one knew until I, no one knew even when I was in college. I didn't know until social media just got big, when Facebook yeah. came. I think that's when people started to see it, because mm-hmm. then it was just kind of visual, obviously. Sure. But before then, it was just like, you know, damn, he just keeps going to New York all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, it was just like, because like, every summer I would just, like, leave all the time, or yeah. I would constantly be, like, traveling all the time. You know, so it was just me wanting to bring these creative awarenesses, you know, to uh, environment where like these aren't conversations. These aren't things that these kids have seen as another option mm-hmm. of things to do or, you know, or to start thinking about and just them thinking and then me just kind of informing them just about the way you know, this world works, you know, especially being African-American trying to get into, you know, these kind of things and understand so they can understand, like, you do need to be resilient. You have to be built a certain way. I mean, everything that we, I have to relate to them in a way, like, everything that you do in the hood, like, you always being a soldier out here in these streets is the same way in life. You got to consistently be a soldier yeah. in life, too. Like Showing them that balance. Yeah. yeah. How, how it relates. Exactly. To, like, you know, like a guy selling drugs in the hood and a guy like, who's selling. Oh, no, seriously. You know, yeah, it's the same it, Like, seriously, it's the same exact mentality. It's just, yeah. it's a lesser evil. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you might, you won't get shot, right, you right, know, right. for selling clothes. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like now if you selling yeah. that weight, that's a different story. Yeah, you got a little bit thing. more of a risk happening there. <laughs> but you know, but just kind of comparing and contrasting, you know, from you know being raised, you know, in the hood, and then out here living, you know, being raised in like real life. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of relatability of situations that you know I feel like these kids they'll if I break it down to them in that sense that they can understand and then it's something that they can start thinking about even before they get out of high school that way they're prepared you know just mentally and Mm -hmm. just you know even emotionally you know and understanding who they are and it's like you know what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Like, you know, it's like you see and maybe And I don't think how, they're really thinking about that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, they're not really thinking about that. You know, right. that's why I, I want to do my part in like coming to these kids and like letting them know, like, start thinking about these things because it's just like, don't fall into this trap that was created for us to fail already. You know, don't fall into that. You can you can overcome that. But it's like you 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 have to understand. You got to know how bad you want it. Like you, yeah. you got to want it bad is you whatever. Like yeah. you can't give up because there's going to be times where it's going to you're going to have to stomach that pride. You're going to have to swallow that pride because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a lot of things you don't want to like do or, you know, like go against what you think is like, you know, it's just like you're going to have to suck it up and just mm-hmm. like understand that there's a bigger picture and that you represent something more than just yourself. Like, you know, and me 
that's why I don't stop when I come across racist ass people or people that want to be dismissive and want to keep doing that to me throughout my entire career, you know, and I'm just not even, I'm at the beginning phase of my career and I'm dealing with stuff like that, let yeah. alone getting to the tippy top. And I think because yes, I've seen that tippy top through this other side of my world right. or whatever. So it's like, I've seen and I know what to expect and what's coming. Luckily, yes, I do have people that, you know, can co-sign me or whatever. And I, I highly appreciate, you know, those people too, that because even even with their support has helped, you know, bring, you know, all these worlds together, you know, and that's why I, I enjoy doing like my runway shows and everything, because it's like that one time where everybody is in the same room and we're all there for the same reason. And it's all like a positive, like, it's just, it's just a positive moment that I get to live with people and they get to kind of live inside my head too at mm -hmm. the same time and then be there for like, and then supporting a great cause. And that's mm -hmm. why like, you know, I always been asked to like do charities and all this kind of stuff. But I was like, I, I don't want to stand behind something. That I, I Not I don't that I don't it. believe in to it, but extent. it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just like, it doesn't resonate with me. It like, has to reflect the yeah, core values. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's something now me doing this with the DISD and creating the scholarship for kids that are moving on to create their own institutions and the reasoning for doing it is something that like, it'll never stop. There's always going to be kids that need help. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's always going to be, you know, especially from where I come from because we're already playing catch up anyway. So it's like, I will always be able to help someone, you know, and not even just in Dallas, but even now that I'm in St. Louis, I want to do the same thing there too as well. Yeah. So it's just like where, wherever I can help, it's just like, I just want to help. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's the point at the end of the day. Yeah.